everybody. Welcome to the Readings Podcast. My name is Chris Gordon and I'm the Events Manager for Readings. But today I am not talking about an event. I'm talking with a very extraordinary man, Chris Gregory, who has created the most incredible project with one of our most loved authors. Uh, I guess in this sort of context I could describe you, Chris, as a reader, an admirer, a recorder of Gerard Manane's work, but how would you describe yourself? And welcome to the Readings Podcast. Oh, hello. Hello. Um, <laughs> what am I? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think more, I think a, a cultural terrorist, I think somebody called me. A cultural terrorist yeah. of, in particular, of Gerard Manane's work? Well, in this in this particular, well, perhaps not Gerald Manane's work, but Gerald Manane's person, <laughs> I think. Okay, um, that sounds good. Um... I think a lot of people have, have, have perhaps, certainly particularly recently with all the, Gerald, the the attention that Gerald's been getting, have perhaps built up a, a sort of a myth, a myth, a mythical notion of who he is and what he's of like and, and all this stuff. And he, I've known him personally as a as a you know as a friend for you know he was a, a teacher originally. Um, he was your teacher. Mm, mm, oh, I did right. the Deacon course. I was in the pretty much the last year when he was still at, at Deacon Uni. Yeah. And um, so I've known him since since back then. So what's that? 20, um, 20, 20 years. About 20, yeah, 25, yeah. close to twenty five. And you've just years. stayed in touch all this time. Mm, yeah. Um, so I knew him when he was retired from when he'd given up on writing. Pretty much, he couldn't get basically couldn't get published at that pretty much at that yeah. point. I think Emerald Green, or Emerald Green supposedly sold six hundred copies. Yeah, right. So, and it was it was the the times were very commercially they were very commercially driven. I think a lot of publishers were, were panicking and yeah, and they were going down market very very rapidly. So there wasn't any place for somebody like Daryl. Um, because he's always been in some ways an unusual writer, hasn't he? An, an, an unusual commentator of the way that we live. Mm, I think... Uh, Gerald... He, he's been very persistent. He has. Um, I don't think people realise how... Uh, how marginal or how marginalised he actually was generally. Yeah. Um, I think it's only really the overseas attention in pretty much from from Coetzee and from things like New York Times yeah. that have really driven the renewed interest in him back home, um, which is part of part part of part of why did the record. <laughs> No, so tell way. us about tell us what this project is. Tell us why you and I, Chris, are in this room okay. together today. All right. uh, it, it, it's such a great idea, such an extraordinary idea, but I think only you can describe okay. it. Well, accurately. I, I guess it goes back to I guess it goes back to when I was a student with Gerald and and. So what what is the project? Tell well, us. It's, just, tell it's us a just record. About, yeah, it's, it's a record. It's kind of like one of those records that John Laws. Made or or the Blakeney twins or you know it's a cash in, basically. It's trying to 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 monetize Gerald's celebrity in a fashion that's uh, 
you know, and it's a and it's part, it's part that's part of it, and it's also a vanity project. So you've recorded, Jared. Like, like when to... Salman Rushdie went on stage <laughs> with you too. You know, because Gerald has said recently, in the last few years, I remember seeing somebody who's tweeting, tweeting the, at the lords he was doing, and he was saying, saying, Gerald has said at this point in his career, he could pretty much do anything and people would just say positive things about it. So that's what the record is, is really, is trying to push uh, this notion. So I did really, when I was doing it, I had in mind perhaps an academic person, uh, perhaps a, a, a newspaper reviewer, perhaps somebody who is used to getting a Gerald Manane book and then writing about themselves and how intelligent they are to understand Gerald and how average people can't understand him and yeah. and so on. And they'll put the record on once they've found a turntable and they'll go, what the fucking hell is this? <laughs> what has Gerald done? Why has he done this? What what is you know because to me that's 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 that gives me pleasure really ultimately and and I guess I and the whole gist I and I I guess Gerald in his in his wisdom or 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 perhaps in his 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 fading years or something was perhaps foolish enough to comply. So here is Gerard reading a whole lot of his past mm. works. Is that is that what well, it is? Well, the main part of the record, it, it's it's two sided record. <laughs> Sometimes they did make one sided records. It's a double sided record. So the entire first side is sort of Gerald's tubular bells, in a oh way. My God, in the, this is back gold. back in the day <laughs> when Gerald was retired, and I knew him, and I'd go visit him, and he'd be in his tracksuit pants. <laughs> yeah, which was always funny because he'd always dressed up. Quite, you know, professionally when he was at, at, at uni, and we go over there, and and he was actually, he describes it on the the back of the record, the the notes. He was actually working at a news agent. His his sons had worked at this news agent for for you know doing like paper rounds and stuff for years, and then I think his oldest son, had you know was giving it up, and Gerald, you know, he'd taken a pay cut to retire and and stuff, and I think he just thought, well, I'll. It seems a waste not to do it. So he would actually get up every morning at, at like three, <laughs> three o'clock in the morning and go to the local news agent and wrap up the newspapers in the plastic every day. And this is, you know... This is what he did. This is, what he, this is the same time he was getting these, you know, people talking about the Nobel, you know, Nobel Prize nomination. Actually, at one point, he was receiving the pension. He's not anymore. But I actually made an agreement with him that if he did win the Nobel... Uh, he would allow me to film him calling up Centrelink <laughs> to tell them that he'd, he'd come into some money. <laughs> um, but anyway. So here are, so you've decided so, that you're going to record your... Yeah, so, well, so, oh, oh, I should, I should get to the story. So he, Side he, eyes, he, while he was girl. at the newsagent, he would, he would, he, he'd actually read this a palindrome in a, in a magazine that was about 5,000 words long that he was very impressed with. It was called A Gassy, wow. Obese Boy Saga. And so he thought he would write his own. So basically when he had off time at the newsagent, he would sit there with a piece of paper, um, which would have, I guess, the, the ends, the either end of the palindrome, and he would work on it by hand. Incredible. And he did this for, I think, six months or... or he does actually say that. Um, and I remember going around visiting him and he was telling me he was working on it and his wife, Catherine, I remember her saying... Why are you wasting your time doing that stupid bloody thing? <laughs> the chief and so, but 
partly because of I think because of the 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 structure of the the palindrome, and partly just because Gerald had sort of given up on you know writing a bit and and you know professionally yeah. this was it was not really a publishable thing but it also had a, a, a because of the formal structure I think he was sort of forced to be a bit more relaxed in his in his material so it it was it contained many more sort of Anglo it contained a lot of Anglo-Saxon words if you short words if you imagine much easier to make a you don't use many academic words when you're composing a palindrome because they don't reverse so well. But so it, it was much more... Uh, it was basically humorous, which yeah. is something that he'd, he'd studiously avoided uh, in his work up to that point to make any explicit humour, although I personally find his books very funny and, and yeah. because I can hear his voice in my head when I'm reading them. And, um, it, but his humour is very dry. But this was a bit more overt... So I, I always liked the palindrome. Um, I uh, am legally crippled. Um, I damaged hurt my back really badly about fifteen years ago. So um, I sort of stopped writing, and I, I, uh, you know, basically retired. I started doing building electronics and doing various other things, and I started playing a lot of musical instruments, which I had done when I was younger, and. Um, and acquired gradually because you don't get a lot of money on a disability pension. Um, I put together a studio basically um, over pretty much you know ten years, I guess. Mm-hmm. And 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 um, uh, I knew Tom Allard from a band called Seven Heads that were quite popular. Um, you know, they're still around. Um, and he encouraged. He asked me to contribute a track for a. A compilation he was doing and and I so I did um, and that and I played it to Gerald basically and Gerald liked it and I said well why don't I take that palindrome and set it to music so Fantastic. he said why not because of the and so we recorded him doing the 16 it was about so 16 can you tell minutes. us a little bit about how it was that you recorded so where were you well, when we went, you were doing we, the recording of, of Gerald for, for this mm. LP? Well, I, I originally... Gerald and I are distantly, very distantly related by marriage. Um, but I'm from down... I'm a Magambia boy. Right. Originally. And um, uh, so uh, I'm familiar with the, with the Garoke and the environment. Which is, which is where he lives now. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we went down... How uh, far away is that from Melbourne? It's about, it's about, it's about four hours, four and a half hours. Yeah, drive. it's a fair back of a drive. Mm, yeah. mm. And um, so we basically went down and stayed at the Garrick pub for uh, a few days, um, and just as a sort of a holiday thing, and, and recorded him in, in the pub. Um, I mean, because I think it's amazing that you've got his voice. Mm, he's, which is he's, so distinct. He's a very natural. Well, that that that's probably part. Of the other thing is that he's actually a very, he's a very natural performer. Mm. He um I mean I I know he he said he he did practice um a few times beforehand, but everything that was recorded is pretty much one take, with you know a couple of slip ups along the way that we just went through. I mean I you know he's he's an older old he's an old duffer he's an old guy you know he, I'm. I'm Tried to make it as easy as possible for him, um, 
and so yeah, so we, we, we. Do you reckon he enjoyed it? Do you reckon he enjoyed recording his his work? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, no, he, he did. Yeah. Um, well, it was one... So one, one side of the record is the palindrome, but yeah. to, to fill the other side... Side B. Side B, <laughs> I thought, well, we, we did actually... He had he has written a book of poetry that hasn't been published yet. Um, so he read a poem that he'd, he'd written about his father. Oh. Um, and then we thought, we'll get some other material. So I had... And he didn't. He, he doesn't actually have very many books in Garage. He left them all in Melbourne, pretty much. But I actually had a copy of the Penguin Book of Sick Verse, which is an old, uh, it's an old, from the sixties, I think it was. It's basically it's poems about being ill and dying and right. things like that. Right. It's got a catchy, so, catchy title, yeah, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I'd said to Gerald, "Is there anything you'd like to read?" And he said, "I don't really have. He didn't really have anything." So I said, "Well, I can. I'll give you the Penguin Book of Sick Verse that you happen to have on your body, which I happen to yeah, have. I yeah. brought with me. Yeah. I, I don't want ready, to be, ready for every occasion. I don't want to give people the impression <laughs> that I read poetry, but <laughs> I did actually happen to have. I had sort of thought this might. This I was prepared. When when you've got a you know a stuffed bag, you need to make sure that you if it's, it's you can't s- wing a lot of things. You have to you know I, I I even just the physical act of recording things can. Uh, I, I had an operation about a year and a half ago that was that yeah. did very well, but before that it was just physically very painful for me oh, to do yeah. any, to do anything really standing up. So recording, I would have to think about what I was going to do a lot before I did it and then do it, but do it quickly just to make it otherwise it would be unbearable so um so yeah so i had pre- so we prepared everything so he read three thomas hardy poems oh wow and then i thought well that's not quite enough so and i had thought about this before so i thought well i'll give him some uh song lyrics i thought he, he doesn't listen to popular you know popular music so i i thought well i'll, I'll Give him, we'll pick out some some lyrics that he'll read without having seen them. Yeah. So or having so, heard the original, so what did you give him? having heard the original song either. So he, he basically interpreted them completely fresh. And so, oh, we, you know, I tried a few different things, and some some things he wouldn't do, and um, he does some standards. <laughs> so you know, some things he wouldn't do. Um, but in the end, I got him to read a, a song by... Uh, he read a song by Devo, which was a, a big hit once upon a time, and a song by a band uh, called Killdozer, who were a 90s sort of grunge sort of um, band, and they did a song called Knuckles the Dog Who Helps People. Aww. And Gerald uh, read that. Um, he didn't actually get all the way through it without laughing, so I did leave, and we left that in. Uh. But actually, that's I, I do have. You can hear some of the tracks on SoundCloud. I actually got in touch with Devo and with Killdozer um, to get permission. Yeah. And Devo asked for, for. I've got to give them five copies of the record because obviously Gerald's quite a, you know famous over there, so they're all quite happy. But uh, the singer five from Killdozer. Five copies of the record. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and um, they could have charged. Anything. Well, I guess. No, they just wanted some record. They wanted some record. Signed records. Well, they're all be signed, but. um, And uh, and I've. And yes, and and the singer from Kildos was very pleased. But yes, amazing. I put it on SoundCloud and it's amazing how many people have gone to 
to listen to it. So people are, are really embracing this, aren't they, as a mm. sort of an art I, form I, and I also, as a celebration of Gerard's mm, voice? Well, I also, after, just recently, when <laughs> we went to, to, to take some more photos and just to, to do some other bits and pieces... Um, Gerald, I, I got him to do a couple more a couple more songs. I did a song by the Stranglers called "Everybody Loves You When You're Dead" because uh, that seemed very uh, you know appropriate in in some way. And um, and another song which was by the Fall, the Marky Smith um, song called "How I Wrote Elastic Man." Um, and, and and I actually just shared it with a, a I think the, the guy who wrote the New York Times article and. Um, it just it got around and, and I started getting all these emails and stuff from fan from false fans who'd been touched to tears. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, we we feel uh, readings feels incredibly fortunate to be able to, to stock this. Uh, this uh, <laughs> I I feel very fortunate that that well readings has always been a big supporter of Gerald, um, and. Well, as I said, I'm a bit of a cripple. So once we actually decided to make the records, the idea of me having to go and trudge down to the post office and post them off to people every day <laughs> seemed like a pretty monumental task. Um, because we've, ba- I mean, it's all it's all self financed. Self financed. Originally, Gerald, I think you heard about the the big conference in Garoke. Um, in December, which was all the academics went down there, and Gerald got paid a bit of money for that, and that's basically what's actually paid to produce the record. Mm-hmm. Which I guess, in a way, you could consider it's 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 stealing from the devil to do God's business. I guess. That seems but, to me like the most perfect line to finish on. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little taste of okay. the LP for you, and uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time today <laughs> it's, okay. it's truly great truly kind of you to come in and and share some of your passion and and like i said reading feels very fortunate that we are having the opportunity to be able to stock this uh it's limited edition how many copies of the lp have you got? um there will be 200 it's 300 all together and i think gerald and i will keep 58 for Oh. To giving to you know to, to whatever, and the other two hundred would be for sale. They'll all be signed. They'll all come with a card with a, a code for a digital download, download from through Bandcamp. Um, and yes, they'll be signed. Uh, it's a gatefold sleeve with the words of the original palindrome written on the inside. And um, uh, I, re- I reckon. I'm, and only readings will be the only place selling it physically. I reckon, I um, Chris, that you've created you've created a bit of history. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. <laughs>
par and even, his foe roar, and Mod Les saws them. A very rare knit by Sloss. Cotshaw ferret soften owl, hat on cue, ham, no sin, a horse I bred. Mose pen eve, senile's avoid, a rare pollen was her, of dill, a possum, a dart son. On my gross organ, rub iodine, doctor. Hottentot G Nin Raw was AWOL. Gasp! Maltese and no foe, Sue. Damn Sue, a ripe LT sensor I pin in ass. Tuna Traps firm had logo TT. Nemo, maniac Irene Vestrat stops. Sips God's golden rough. Swap, so sad, Imogen. I run on. Urine made rut rot, not a dead. Ned, I am. Des, I, Mo, do stab rats. Was Della Parrell Lace Man's Ray, the Ree Ferret? So for God's sake, uh, get an Imray troll. Ethanol is peeping stupor. Soddle? Oh. You rode hoop. Hoop? Denim axes rot, a polar M. Eh? Pets a few, ape sons, nil. Bog no recluse shops, idle. A rat angel, a Mr. One-Off lesson. I subsume bonbons as, as Don D. Rager. I don't knock, I report nap. Sis nap, nag, or ran a den. Military mania, rooted America. Lil die viv, saw Tim Eve. Let a one glute saw log? No, mister. Oh, sir, I trap. Mr. Pan Ray, yam log no mask. Seth, sir, initiate wood niece and dam's deer. By no gay, no gala colonnades, I saw him a ghost rat. Sid, dot, to help maniac Ron. Lebanon, Abel, Lear, sit on. Sight of Idler's lay, heresy, Lana Otto, cod, M. Beaver's dog, Diogenes, Sue. D's in a tub. Do, oh, fling nits. Ada, help, pity. No, Monet.